This episode of the Campaign Podcast is brought to you by Critio. The future is an open internet where discovering your brand is a positive experience. Made possible by Commerce Media. Learn more at critio.com forward slash future. Hello, I'm Arvin Hickman and welcome to the Campaign Podcast. It's no secret that many corners of Adland have struggled with diversity, particularly in attracting talent from different ethnic, socio-economic and regional backgrounds. Most of the industry is based in London and traditionally attracts talent from a small and rather homogenous pool of folks from similar backgrounds. With agency churn rates approaching historic highs and the great resignation, how advertising leaders attract talent and from where has never been more important. And in the past couple of years, at least, there has been some genuine progress, with about 43% of last year's entry-level intake coming from BAME backgrounds. Now, that is slightly higher than the 2022 figure, but well above the 2019 figure of 28%. Still, it's not been that easy for agencies to attract and find talent from diverse backgrounds. Now, one agency that is trying to do things a bit differently is UM, from the IPG media brands Stable. Last year, UM launched a new Future Proof Academy in partnership with Spotify and TikTok to get high school students from diverse socioeconomic backgrounds to learn about the industry and why it can be an attractive career path. UM recently invited me into their offices to take a look at the program and to speak to high school students about what they really think of advertising and media. Today, you will hear from four of these students who did the program, Rihanna, Lucia, Stuliana and Kobe. Now, they are Year 10 and 11 students from Spring West Academy, a high school in the western suburbs of London. We will also talk to their teacher, Emily Chapman, the careers lead at Spring West, who has some excellent advice on what makes an effective school outreach program and why it is so important. But to begin with, I'd like to welcome UM's EMEA Chief Communications and Culture Officer, Alice Archer, who has been pivotal in leading the Future Proof program. Welcome to the campaign podcast, Alice. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining. Now, the industry has often struggled to find talent from diverse backgrounds. Uh, why is that? Give us a bit of context. Um, I think there's, I think there's many reasons, really. Um, you know, I think we have, as an industry, definitely made a lot of progress in the last few years. I think we we can't underestimate that. There's some brilliant uh, work being done. There's some brilliant organisations like Creative Equals. The work that the IPA is doing has been really sort of incredible in helping us sort of push ourselves. So there's definitely been um, some positive change. And I think as an agency and as an industry, we've we've really sort of woken up to the fact that not only is it the right thing to do, but it, it actually makes sound business sense to to be more diverse in our makeup as people whose whose primary aim is to influence society and influence people and and talk to people and make connections with people if we ourselves are not representative of of those people and and the diversity of our of our society and and the audiences that we're trying to reach then we're never going to be able to do that authentically so I think there has been a lot of positive change all of the right intentions are there I think a big problem is 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 really well, it's two things. I think that one of the issues is historical. So whilst that is where we are at the moment, 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, we were not there at all. 
we were very much in a position where as an industry we were largely recruiting it in our in our own image so we we looked like a very sort of white middle class industry the repercussions of that now are that when we are trying to recruit people into more senior positions for example um the talent pools all all look the same they all look like our, our, our industry looked 10 years ago. So that, that in itself is, is a big challenge. But I think there's just a wider, there's, there's just a wider issue with sort of perceptions of our industry and awareness of our industry. So I think no matter what we do, no matter how many sort of apprenticeship schemes we, we introduce and no matter what we do, there's always going to be, I think, that this perception that, that media is well, white middle class. And, and uh, I think a lot of people, too many people probably still think media is not for people like me. And I think that is the, the perception that we really, really need to change. And mm. we need to do that by, by showing, um, more diverse people and, and, and actually in, introduce more people at a younger age to the industry. Right. I mean, it's very clear that, that people just, a lot of people are not aware of, of, of what we do as an industry. So I think increasing perception and people's awareness um, as soon as we can. It's a really good point that you raised there about awareness, I think, and perceptions and and how perhaps the industry uh, more generally hasn't been very good at tackling some of these perceptions and, and trying to sort of reach out to new and different talent. So when you think about that whole awareness of perception thing, I mean, is that really why you guys decided to launch the Future Proof Academy is that the mindset behind it was to sort of reach out to completely new and different talent pools and to let them know what you're all about. It is, yeah. So it, it really all, all started with that thought of media is not for people like me. So what we really wanted to achieve with this, this program is that that is, that is fundamentally not, not true. And actually media can be for absolutely anybody and everybody so that was the sort of overarching sort of driver as we as we went into the program it definitely it definitely fit in with our you know um has been you know at the, at the forefront really i think for a while in terms of driving sort of progressive um, diversity focused initiatives we you know we've been doing a lot of thought leadership around underrepresented communities we we work a lot with the ipa and and, and contribute to their work so it's long been in our DNA to, to try to, to, to be better when it comes to uh, having a more diverse workforce. That, that's for sure. So that, that is the context. I think like Future Proof Academy, the idea actually just came up with just a, a, a random late night WhatsApp conversation that I had with a colleague. Um, and we were saying, you know, what, what else can we do? Like, it just feels like there's something missing. You know, there's so much stuff going on. There's so much good intention. There's so much, there's so many great initiatives, but it felt like there was something missing. And for me, I've, I've grown up in a, in a family of, of teachers. You know, education has been a, a massive part of my life. And, you know, I've always sort of had a huge amount of respect for, for teachers and the education system and the state school system. And to me, it felt like that was where the gap was. And it was, it, it just felt like there was a gap where we're not, we're not quite reaching people early enough. And by the time people get into the system of, of whatever it is that they're doing next, it might be a bit too late. And, you know, we don't want to keep just recruiting grads or people that have done A-levels. We, we want to sort of plant the seed a little bit earlier. So, so that's where it really came from. 
Okay, so this program is kind of different from other things that are out there because primarily you're going a little bit younger than than other programs traditionally might go. They might look at graduates from certain universities or colleges, whereas you actually want to go in at that high school level, which is quite interesting. Now, you've sort of um, run this program for, it's about half a year now. Did you, is that how long you've, you've, you've had it going for? It's been quite a long process, really. So we started at reaching out to schools at the start of last year, and it did take a while to get off the ground because schools now more than ever are under so much pressure to deliver on so many things and the last two years have been huge upheaval for schools so they're really they're really struggling and in in a way they need all the support they can get from from outside um people like us but um you know at, at the same time they're, all, they're 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 struggling just to to get the the regular curriculum done and the regular syllabus done so it, it definitely took quite a lot of groundwork to get it off the ground but we we started the relationship with Spring West Academy, yeah, halfway through last year, and we 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 ran a, a an eight week course with them where we delivered lots of different modules. Uh, we we spoke to them about media. We we had a, a, a module every single week during the course of one term. We started to just build that 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 long standing relationship with with the school from that point. Okay, now you you had them in. To the UM offices, um, your wonderful new office, I have to say, um, at the Old Bailey on the 17th of March. Uh, describe that day. What, what, what did you get the students to do and what were your impressions of them and, and how they were sort of engaging with the program? Yeah, so it was actually an amazing day. Um, I have to say, so that, that was the second time that, that I had met the students, um, because towards the end of last year, we actually, a cohort of us from UN went to Spring West Academy in, in Felton. We got the train out there and we spent the morning with the school and with the students. And we did some, we listened to them present their work. We gave them some feedback. We ran a few workshops. So that in itself was a very daunting, but, but, but interesting and, and, and hugely sort of inspiring experience. And this was sort of the follow-up to that, really. What are some of the th- key things that you've learned by interacting with the students, having them in your offices? What, what's, what are some of the things that, that you've, you've taken away from that experience? I was massively impressed with the maturity of the students, actually. Um, you know, 14, 15-year-old, in my mind, that still feels quite young. And, you know, we, we, we did get that impression when we went to the school, actually, because there's so many students there. You know, there's about 400 of them that we saw between us across the day. When when the students came to London, I really was impressed by um, how they took it all in their stride. And it was amazing to be in their company, actually, and to feed off their excitement and just to see that sort of innocence of young people and to see our own industry through their eyes again. It was quite, it was quite a, a nice experience. Yeah, it certainly was. So I, I turned up for a small part of that day to interview four of the students. Um, and I asked them about the program, their perceptions of the industry, what they've learnt, and whether they would consider a career in advertising and media. Here's what they said about their perceptions of advertising and media prior to joining the Future Proof Academy. Before we did the activities, I didn't really know much about it. So mm. it's been a really like useful insight into what goes on behind it. Um, and seeing how it's done and how much work goes into it, it just really like makes you think about how like talented everyone that's taking part in it is. I thought advertising and media were two different, like completely different things. I thought you either had to be one or the other. I knew about advertising more than I knew about media because I feel like it's more portrayed that it's just advertising and media is kind of the the category it falls under but now I feel I feel like my knowledge surrounding media and advertising is very clear because of what they've done with us and 
now I have a better understanding of that it is isn't just two separate things they're part of the same thing media is it's all about just connecting with people isn't it and then ads um, um selling the products aren't they to be quite honest I don't think I knew a lot but I think I kind of knew that for example in the online world that take like they have cookies that collect your information to kind of like gather around and to personalize ads specific to you so that's kind of what I knew but not much so Alice uh, given what they've said about their perceptions any surprises um the main surprise for me I would say is that actually little has changed so when I came into this industry about 15 years ago I had no idea what media involved and and you know the breadth of opportunities there was and that's the the clear impression I got from the students when when we were chatting to them last week it it just felt like they they you know they 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 saw advertising and media as the same thing it was really a surprise that so so little has changed given the the sort of age of information that we live in and, and the amount of information is available for for young people it's it's incredible really that 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 there's still that lack of understanding um about what what we actually do in media so i'd say that was the that was the the, the biggest surprise i i have to be honest with you alice uh, before i start having this industry I probably didn't know a great deal about what media agencies did. It's not something that's that's really visible, is it? It's, it's, it's quite often behind the scenes. If you're in the industry, of course, you know what they do and the amazing work they do and how important it is. But if you're not and you're not exposed to it or you don't know someone who's involved in it, it's it's sort of one of those career parts that you could quite quite easily you know pass you by and, and not really know what they do. We also asked them, when I, was, I interviewed the students, I also asked them about the program itself, um, what their perceptions are of it, what they learned, and whether they would consider a career in it. Here's a selection of what they had to say. Doing this has changed my perspective on how it is and seeing how everything that goes on behind it is it's really interesting to me. And I think that if what I would like to do doesn't exactly work out, it'd be really helpful to focus on media. My auntie actually works in media and she's always asked me if I wanted to do anything to do with media. And I've always been quite open to it because of its like diversity and creativity. But I never really thought about it deeply until this opportunity came up. And after that, I think I've decided to have a look at media opportunities after I leave school and the apprenticeships are available. They basically taught us how to write a CV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed that. And I like uh, what they're teaching us about further steps after school, like internships, apprenticeships, university. So I think that would be really helpful in the future. Definitely looks like something that is like a good career, if that makes sense. It looks very attractive. And I think it's really attractive to people who are like part of the younger generation. And it's like, I think it's definitely something that I would maybe do. Alice, uh, it's quite refreshing just how much the students really liked uh, the industry and what they learnt about it. And quite a number of them actually said they would consider it as a career. What are your thoughts on this and, and what do you think the industry can learn from it? Well, I tell you what, it was so emotional to to meet the students and to hear that feedback from them because this has been a lot of hard work in the making and, and it's been a lot of hard work from you know individuals at, at UM really. it's This is not um, like like many... Um, recruitment and, and talent initiatives. Um, this did not sit within HR. This was not really a HR project. This is something that was just born out of the passion of, of certain individuals at UM who wanted to get involved. And it was a lot of work and, and it took a lot of time out of the day jobs. But hearing the reaction from those students on that day, it, it just really sort of 
reaffirmed why we did this in the first place. And what I said to you at the start about, you know, if, if, if I could have just changed one person's perception of media or changed one person's outlook on their own future, then I would have done it anyway. I would have think it was, I would have thought it was worth it. Um, but you know, to hear so many of the students talking so positively about it, it's incredible really. And, and it's really, um, an acknowledgement of the, the power that we have collectively as an industry and as people who just have, have jobs and who have careers to influence young people and to have that positive impact on them at such a crucial stage in their life. And it, and it really made me think that we could do so much more if, if other agencies did, did the same thing. And, you know, if, if each agency could collaborate with a, with a handful of schools each year, then, you know, that's thousands of students that, that could be impacted. And, and I think it, it's a really powerful position for us to be in. It's a really privileged position for us to be in. And I, and I, I I really think we should try to find ways to use that as much as possible. Yeah, it's really cool, isn't it? And one of my key takeaways, actually, when I was actually talking to the students and just seeing how you know, genuinely enthusiastic they were about it. Um, one of my key takeaways was, you know, th- there's no excuses, really, this for this industry to not have more diverse talent. You know, all of the students that I spoke to came from very different backgrounds. Um, they all had you know, different ideas about what careers they might want to do. Uh, but when, we, when they actually learnt about advertising and media, they all said, wow, this is really cool, we can do this. Um, so there's, there's no real excuses. They're, they're the talent out there, once they know about it, wants to do this, wants to be part of this industry. So I, I think that was a really important lesson. Uh, I did actually manage to catch up with their teacher, Emily Chapman, and now she leads um, all these sort of career programs at Spring West. And I asked her about her thoughts um, about the Future Proof Academy uh, and why it was important for media and advertising industry to do these sorts of outreach programs. Here's what she had to say. I think there's been a big push in the last couple of years for to get um, employers into school. So um, part of Ofsted's sort of report, uh, we've got a thing called a Gatsby benchmark where every pupil needs to have at least one meaningful encounter with a employer, um, which involves sort of having a project and some feedback, which can be quite challenging to sort of organise um, on a large scale. So um, there has been sort of a move towards that. So there's opportunities out there, but they're not necessarily set up for pupils. I think they're quite often um, very sort of tailored on what we can provide rather than what the pupils could get out of it. Um, and what's been really nice about working on Future Proof Academy with UM is that it was a very sort of two-way conversation. Um, I sort of discussed what, you know, the better pupils would benefit from. Obviously, moving it online made it much more accessible, so we could do it on a much larger scale, um, which is really good. It is a growing area, and it's something that's so important. Um, obviously, schools are so target-driven on their GCSEs that it's an area that's cut out a lot. So I've been quite sort of feeling quite strongly about making sure that pupils get that experience, particularly from areas um, like Feltham, where they often don't sort of travel into London and sort of see the big big companies um, on a daily basis. Do you think that, um, given from what you've seen and your experience of, of the Future Proof Program with UM, do you think this is something that would interest a lot of students um, who may not have exposure to the industry? Definitely, yeah. I think um, obviously this year was sort of a trial run and we had sort of mixed success uh, depending on how it was led and sort of pupils that were involved in it. But there has been sort of a general level of excitement and having the opportunity to present to industry professionals was such a valuable experience for them. I think pupils quite often don't understand that companies are so multi-layered 
and that you could work for a media agency, but you could be in the accounting team or the HR team or the sales team. And they very much see it as, I don't want to be a graphic designer sort of thing. So therefore, I'm not interested in the whole company. And having that sort of ability to show them the wider complex sort of layers of a, um, a career or a job or a company is sort of so, yeah, so important. So I imagine you probably encourage other businesses in this industry to, to do these sorts of outreach programs. What advice would you give them or what tips would you give them to make it successful for the students? I would definitely recommend it. I think having a kind of a partnership with a school or a couple of schools that you work with rather than trying to send something out en masse that pupils can sort of run in school uh, would be a definitely a top tip. I would say have have a good conversation with the school and find out what they want and what they need and sort of the timescales that they want to work on and try and sort of allocate it as sort of a time in the curriculum. So we sort of set aside a Monday morning prep time uh, where all our year 10s and 11s would dial in at the same time and sort of have this virtual conference. Um, and that sort of worked really well. But getting it sort of fitted into the timetable around working schedules and school schedules can be quite challenging. Um, but set some sort of really clear aims. What is your output going to be? You know, are they going to create something? Are they going to come on an office tour? Um, and how is that going to be sort of tangible? So how are you going to allow the students to really understand and see and feel what it's like to work in the industry rather than just sort of as a webinar where you talk about it and avoid using jargon as much as possible because mm. things that you know because you talk about on a daily basis mean absolutely nothing to them um so keeping it really really simple even if it feels like you know it's too simple it's probably about the right level for them because it's just so unknown to them Right, um, Alice. So, you know, some really, really good advice there from Emily. Um, I, I'd like to sort of extend that question to you, really. You've now had experience organising one of these programmes. What are some of the key things that you would um, think that, well, what are some of the key bits of advice you would offer some of your colleagues, perhaps in other agencies or media owners or what have you, into what they should do um, in organising, what they should be mindful of and, and how to really get the most out of it? Yeah, for me, the key thing would be to echoing Emily's um, points, actually, around making this into a real partnership and collaboration. Um, I think, you know, there can be a tendency to, to think that, to think of ourselves as sort of superheroes landing into a school and suddenly changing all these perceptions for these young people. But actually, we, we are not, we are not the people who know what's best for these, for these young students. The teachers are, are the people who know, know what's best. And so I think, what made this program a success uh, with Spring West Academy was the fact that there were so many conversations with the school, with the teachers, with the students beforehand about what they really, really wanted to get out of this, what would be valuable for them, what would tie into their curriculum, what would, you know, what, what would mirror what they are learning in their, in their form classes. Um, so I, I would say that really take the time to understand the school and the students, work with them work within the pressures that teachers and schools are under, take away any of that stress for them. Um, don't give the teachers too much to do. We, we just took over the classes and we, 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 we just took over the Microsoft Teams for an hour each, each week. And we, we just taught the lesson. There was no follow up. We did all the follow up ourselves. We provided all the materials ourselves. We organized everything. So I think don't, don't make it so that the school has any more any more stress to deal with than they already have on their plate and make it as simple for them as possible and tie it in to what what those students will will find really valuable 
Yeah, I really like the point about partnerships, how it really is a partnership. And one of the other things that I thought was a really salient point from Emily was how important it was to actually get students into that office environment and for them to actually experience it, to have that visceral experience. And quite often, you know, when, when you hear about these sorts of programs, it, it might be, you know, an accountancy firm or, or a bank that'll go to and do a presentation at the school, uh, you know, which I'm sure has its, has its value. But I think the, the thing that was really cool, and you could see the buzz in their faces, um, it was actually being at your offices and experiencing that, you know, uh, you, you guys have the most amazing view of, of central London for them to actually go up and see that and, and, and realize, wow, this is actually quite a fun, cool thing to do. Yeah, that's, I mean, that was something that I really took, took away from that day, actually. I think, you know, we all know what the media industry can, can be like. And at the moment, there is a lot of, you know, there's a big talent crunch, which inevitably leads to burnout and it, it inevitably leads to, to, you know, people feeling, quite quite stressed at work and you know the day with these students really helped us to take a step back and actually appreciate this industry that we work in I mean it's incredible really I mean it's, it's you know full of creativity full of inspiration working with amazing clients amazing partners it's really it's really interesting and, and for these young people it was really cool I mean you know I got comments like wow I can't believe nobody's wearing a suit mm, or yeah. I can't believe you have music in the kitchen and it's these small things that you, you sort of take for granted working in media or in the creative industry yeah one of the one of the things that we learned early on about spring west academy from our chats with with emily the teacher was that a lot of these students although they live just outside of london they've never actually been into london so when they are thinking about their future career they're not even contemplating that they could go into London to, to pursue a job. They're, most of their parents work in the very, in the local area. A lot of the parents, we were told, work on sort of zero hours contracts. So a lot of these students had no sort of role models who, who actually go into the city to work. So even getting on the train, getting on a bus, going to St. Paul's, for them, that was a, a hugely inspiring experience um and i think that was probably the highlight of 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 the 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 academy for them it it was the sort of culmination of everything that they they'd been working towards fantastic fantastic well thank you so much for joining the campaign podcast alice and also thank you so much for inviting me to chat to the students and to emily it was a real privilege and, and i really enjoyed it um i look forward to seeing how the future proof academy develops into the future Campaign is also interested to hear what others in the industry are doing to improve diversity at all levels. Please do get in touch with our team if you have any details of exciting programs you'd like to share. Uh, before I sign off in this on this episode, a couple of things to make you aware of. Our annual school reports will come out on Monday the 28th of March. Now, this is a huge undertaking that has been brilliantly led by my colleagues Nicola Merrifield, Gemma Charles, Matt Barker and the whole team really. Um, I hope you do enjoy them and please be kind to our team in providing feedback. Um, I also want to thank um, Alice once again from UM for joining us, uh, Emily and the wonderful students from Springwood for talking to me and taking part in this podcast. Also, a huge thanks to our producer, Lindsay Riley from Rethink Audio. Um, Now, before we go, I'm going to leave you with a bit of fun. I asked each student what their favourite ad was. Here's what they had to say. Enjoy and I hope you join us for the next campaign podcast. I like the KFC ads and maybe like Justy and like stuff that has a lot of music 
mm-hmm. and also like when I was little, I did like the toy ads because who didn't really like toy ads? I like the the way they do Spotify Premium, the way they advertise them because it's always it's always different, and I I, I kind of like the music that they go with it. I like Justy, I can't lie. Do I do like Snoop Dogg, and I do like the he he always comes up with something to stick in there. There was this one ad with like a, the dog, and it was just like a cleaning ad, and it was really fun. And there was like the dog was singing like. I think it was a Queen song that really stuck out to me. I think it's probably the Just Eat ads that you see quite a lot. They have loads of catchy songs in them, and like I usually find myself afterwards just remembering the song over and over again, and it's really like enjoyable to watch it. Are you talking about the ones with Snoop? Yeah, those ones. Yeah, yeah pretty good. Quite popular too amongst your friends. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> Thank you to Critio for sponsoring this episode of the Campaign Podcast. Critio is creating an open internet where you can choose what's best for you and future you. Learn more at critio.com forward slash future.